Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to China Takes Over the World. I am Ying Ma. We are delighted to have with us Dr. Ham Chai Bong, President of the Asan Institute for Policy Studies, to talk about China-Korea relations and Seoul's view of China's rise. Dr. Ham, good morning. Morning.、Uh, welcome to the show. In recent years, the United States and various countries in Asia have become increasingly wary of China's rise, and China has engaged in heated territorial disputes with U.S. U.S. allies such as Japan and the Philippines, and also with U.S. partners such as Vietnam. By contrast, China's ties with South Korea have actually warmed significantly.、Uh, what are some of the key factors that account for China's good relations with Ch- South Korea at the moment? Well, I think、uh, fundamentally there's the、uh, um, the economic ties between the two countries. I think every every country in the region and basically all over the world、uh, have very good uh, economic ties uh, uh, with China.、Mm-hmm. Some would say many are heavily dependent on right, China for right. their economic well-being.、Um, South Korea too.、Um, I think、um, the 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 what is it the the fit between China's Uh, uh, stage of China's current economic development and that of ours, I, th- I think there's a very good fit.、Uh, there's a rising demand for in China for Korean goods such as、uh, our automobiles, our cell phones, etc.,、um, because China is just entering that that phase,、uh, and we're providing the kind of goods、uh, at the kind of price that the Chinese、uh, demand at this time. Um, and I think,、uh, on the on the other hand,、uh, many imports from China、uh, is is vital to the South Korean economy as well. So, and so it, there is that fundamental uh, economic um, uh, link, harmony between the two countries. But I think to go beyond that, I,、um, one, one thing we need to、uh, that that always strikes me when I look at the South Korea-China relations is that. For instance, again, in, in contrast to South Korea's relationship with with, with Japan, which is which goes much、uh, further back and, and much deeper, is the fact that despite it's only been 20 years、uh, or just over 20 years that we've normalized our relations with China, but if you look at the growth, not just in,、uh, between the two two countries, not just in terms of trade, but in terms of everything else,、uh, it's just been an astonishing thing, and I think. Uh, one way I would describe it is that、uh, I think that when South Korea and China normalized their relations vis-à-vis each other, that really signaled the end of the Cold War、uh, in in this part of the world, and、uh, the mutual respect for、uh, the two、uh, between the two countries is, I think, is quite quite、uh, impressive. Sure. And,、uh, How does Seoul view, given how impressive those developments are between South Korea、mm-hmm. and China? How does South Korea view China's territorial squabbles with its other neighbors in Asia, many of whom, like you said earlier, also have very robust economic economic ties with China as well? Well, I, I think certainly we're we're alarmed、um, at.、Uh, at These uh, tensions uh, flaring up uh, apparently all over the place in this part of the region、uh, in very very recent years. I think one way to for us to under, try to understand that is that of course this is the first time that China has been able to、uh, flex its muscles. There, that is, it's the first time in a very very long time, let's say a century or more,、mm-hmm. uh, since they've been able to flex、uh, to to have the the economic and the the military wherewithal to To really strongly express、uh, their 
their interests, and this is the first time that we've seen that in a long time, as I said. And so, and and much of it um, is is the fact that the, you know, China is a huge country. It's growing in a growing up very fast in a very very crowded region. That is both in terms of population, but also in terms of geography. Uh, we are countries that are very very closely. Uh, 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 place to next to each other, and we're bound to run into all of these territorial issues and other issues that, which basically let's say let's you know I think let's be honest it's been uh, China's largely inability until now to express those interests and they've you know as as they're saying until very recently uh, went which was peaceful rise and they were biding their time and hi- hiding hiding their, their capability. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Well, South Korea also has um, uh, territorial disputes with with China. In particular, uh, I'm referring to the Yodo Suyan Rock in the mm-hmm. South China Sea. Yet, mm-hmm. unlike the Senkaku Daoyu Island dispute that China has with Japan, or or China's disputes over the Spratly Islands or the Paracel Islands with uh, countries in Southeast Asia. It, it seems like the the dispute that China has with um, with South Korea over the Iodo Suyan Rock is much less contentious by comparison. Do you think China has handled this dispute differently? Do you think it's also it's due to actions on Korea's part as, as well? Uh, why do you think the tension on that particular territorial dispute is so much different compared to what we're seeing with China's relations with Japan, Vietnam, mm-hmm. the Philippines. Well, well first of all, it, uh, you know, we call it Iodo and the Chinese call it Suyan. Suyan, sure. And, and it's, it's actually not a territorial dispute because it, there's no territorial claim over it. It's, it's, not, it's not even a rock. <laughs> so it can't, it, it's, a, it's a submerged rock. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, the the point about that is it's about the exclusive economic zone. It's about EEZ. So it's strictly speaking, it's not a territorial issue. Whereas with, for instance, Senkaku Diaoyu Dao, that's definitely a territorial issue. So it's about territorial sovereignty. This is about uh, uh, economic ex- exclusive zone. So it's a very different issue. Of course, well, you know, it's it's a it's about. Uh, the right to to mine the seabed uh, that sure. is included in your EZ. So it's 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 a vital economic interest. Right. And, and, and if you look at China's squabble with Vietnam right now, the, Vietnam is complaining that China is sitting a, 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 an oil rig right right there in the waters of their exclusive economic zone. Obviously, the, yes. the, the question there is much more complicated than that. I think they're actually uh, uh, disputing over territorial waters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's qualitatively different. Uh-huh. And, of course, the other, other thing is you're right. The both countries are going out of their way to not turn this into a outright territory or outright uh, squabble between the two countries. Uh, there are many reasons for that. I think China thinks that South Korea at this particular juncture in time is of vital strategic interest to them that to have good relations with South Korea, given its relationship with tensive relationship with, with Japan and, of course, uh, tensions with the United States. Uh, they would rather have South Korea, um, you know, sort of uh, on their side, if at all possible. Um, and it's, it's, it's a remarkable relationship in, that, in the sense that South Korea is a military ally of the United States. Uh, and we have very, very close economic ties with Japan. And, and China uh, is actually trying to woo us. And we're, we're trying to uh, sort of maintain a, a, a very balanced relationship between 
well, the United States on the one hand and China on the other and Japan on the other, and which uh, I think, uh, in all, all honesty, I think that's the kind of way uh, that all countries in the region tr- must try to uh, maintain their relationship uh, vis-a-vis one another. We are speaking with Dr. Ham Chaibong, president of the Asan Institute for Policy Studies in Seoul. Speaking of Japan, um, as as relations between South Korea and and, and China have warmed, relations between Seoul uh, Seoul and Tokyo actually have been quite tense. Um, uh, Seoul, along with Beijing, has strongly condemned Japan's historical revisionism and historical amnesia about transgressions from World War II. Do you see, and, and then of course, you know, as you pointed out earlier, both uh, Japan and South Korea are close military allies of the United States. Do you, g- given the tension between South Korea and Japan, do you see ties between those two, these two countries improving in the near future, even with strong encouragement from the U.S.? Well, I, I think uh, it'll be politically very difficult uh, in, for, the, for the ties to improve in the immediate future, um, unless there is some uh, radical change of stance from the uh, the Japanese government, especially Prime Minister Abe. I think it's instructive again to compare. Let's compare the relationship that South Korea has with China on the one hand and, and Japan on the other. As I said, I mean we 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 have we had a very difficult history with Japan, but so did we with China. Right, right. If we right, we right, had we actually fought a war against each other sure. during the Korean War. Sure. And more Chinese soldiers died in the Korean War than all the other countries' uh, soldiers combined. And so it, it was a horrendous uh, loss uh, for, for China. Uh, many people say it's sort of like uh, China's Vietnam War. And, and South Korea, of course, su- suffered deeply, and many South Koreans still believe that had it not been for Chinese intervention, uh, you know, we would be a united Korea today. So, you know, we, we have been... Uh, we've had a very, very troubling uh, modern history, but the fact that we are completely able to overcome that now, right, despite that very, very recent history, we are able to uh, create this very positive uh, growing relationship. Whereas with Japan, we, we've had this troubled relationship, and our economic ties with Japan uh, used to be far, far greater than our, our ties with, with China for a very long time. And despite all of that, we we were not able to overcome that the past issue. Why do you think that is? Because China is still actively supporting the North Korean regime, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so why do you think it is that 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 South Korea is able to overcome so many of these historical issues with China, but but is ha- continuing to have all kinds of problems with with Japan right now? Well, let's just you know from from a popular sentiment level, let's let's just get look at one one example. You know, China just opened this huge memorial for a Korean patriot mm-hmm. in the city of Harbin, and this has been done so much uh, to to uh, woo the South Korean public sentiment towards towards China. Compare that with what what the Japanese are doing in terms of. You know their historical memory with with us. They're trying to erase it very, very actively, and not recognize any of it. Let's say Japan just opened one memorial for the comfort women or the sex slaves somewhere in Tokyo. It's it's very simple. I think what what needs to be done. It's just that uh, Japan is, for whatever domestic or other reasons, not been able to make that last move. As I said, I mean we are as close as 
as many people say, you know, teeth and, tooth, teeth and lips, like lips and teeth, Japan and, and South Korea. We understand each other very well. We love each other's cuisine, our pop culture, <laughs> movies. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, so, it's such a close cultural, uh, you know, uh, economic, you know, look at any dimension of the relationship. But it's still because of that one last step that they cannot take, which is, is just accepting historical fact, what they've done, and just atoning for it, or making gestures to atone for it, or at least not even, at least, at the least, look, try not to revise what they had done in the past. That is, you know, whatever past expressions of regret, remorse they had, now the current government is saying that even that's uh, no longer legitimate and trying to reverse that. Compare that with what the Chinese are doing. Well, the, um, there are all these other Asian countries, such as the Philippines, that have also suffered under Japanese um, um, occupation or rule or, or just suffered under Japan during World War II. But they've been drawing closer to Japan to counter what they view as China's encroachment on their territory. Um, do, do you – why do you think that South Korea is just much more reluctant to forgive Japan's present flaws, or or why do you think it is on the, you know on the flip side that these other countries are so much more willing to forgive Japan's uh-huh. flaws? Well, I think we you know um, is it because South Korea the, just doesn't feel the same kind of threat as these other countries in, in Asia from China? Right. I mean, well, that, but also the fact that um, that. Our, our suffrage under the Japanese has been f- much for a much longer period mm-hmm. than than the, the Philippines or, or the South uh, South other Southeast Asian countries. Um, so that's certainly uh, one factor, and we've actually been colonized for 35 years, sure. uh, and many many things. So so that's certainly one thing. But you're right. On the on the other hand, you know, current current uh, if you look at the current geostrategic balance in the in the region, um, as I said earlier. China is currently going out of its way to woo South Korea, and you know, in, in history, for instance, if I, if I may, in in the early 60s, we normalized our relationship with Japan in 1965, 20 years after uh, the end of the Second World War, and in 1965, there was it was at the height of the Cold War. United States wanted South Korea and Japan to normalize, improve their relationship, like they are trying to do exactly now. Because why? Because at the time, they were. Uh, trying to counter the Soviet threat. And this was really the Cold War. And even then, South Koreans, when it was leaked, the news was leaked that we were trying to know that our government was actually carrying out secret negotiations with Japan to normalize relations, the whole country rose up in protest. And one of the, the most strongest, more powerful leaders of the student protest movement was none other than Mr. Lee Myung-bak of Korea University, <laughs> who later became, became president. president. And so he was actually arrested for it and tried for it. And the country had to, the government had to declare martial law to push this normalization through. Now, what the government... We, I'm, I'm sorry, we have about 30 seconds left. Yes. What the United States is now saying is that the rise of China is such a threat that they, we actually need to improve our ties with Japan militarily like we've never done before. And the Koreans are saying, wait a minute, does China's rise threat, uh, pose a threat as serious as that of Soviet Union? And most people say, of course not. Right? So, so there are many, many reasons why we don't want to uh, ruin our relationship, least of all because in order to achieve unification, 
And in order to try to convince North Korea to denuclearize and everything, we need the Chinese on our side. Well, uh, we've been speaking with Dr. Ham Chai Bong, president of the Asan Institute for Policy Studies in Seoul. Dr. Ham, thank you very much. Thank you. Please send us your comments on Facebook at facebook.com slash China Takes Over or on Twitter at Rising China. This is China Takes Over the World, and I am Ying Ma. Good morning. This is China Takes Over the World, and I am Ying Ma. China's e-commerce giant Alibaba is expected to go public in the United States this summer in what is likely to be the biggest IPO ever. With us to discuss the company, its IPO, and its global ambitions is Jiro Osawa, Asia Tech reporter for the Wall Street Journal. Jiro, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Good morning.、Uh, do we know approximately when the IPO will actually take place? Well,、uh, the company hasn't actually set the the、uh, exact date, but、uh, they filed. They did their first filing for the IPO in early May, and normally it takes a couple months、uh, for the process. And、um, so a lot of people are expecting sometime this summer, like August or possibly September,、uh, though the exact date is not. There yet? Sure. On Alibaba's website, one of the first things you see is the following statement: "Quote, Alibaba Group's mission is to make it easy to do business anywhere." Unquote. Clearly, the company is not content to be just the 800-pound gorilla、uh, when it comes to e-commerce in China. What exactly do you think it ultimately wants to be? Do you think it aspires to have the kind of footprint that it does in China, in Europe, the U.S., and and in the rest of the world as well? Well,、um, if you look at the, as you said, if you look at the business for now,、um, it's really predominantly. China, especially、right. the consumer consumer shopping sites, and、uh, on different occasions,、uh, Alibaba's executives have said that、uh, eventually they want to be a global company, and、uh, and recently they have been making quite a lot of、uh, investments overseas, especially in the U.S. And、uh, this week they actually launched a new shopping site in the U.S.、Um, though for now it's, it looks like um, um, you know. They're not. They are not in a rush to、uh, suddenly become a major player in other markets.、Uh, with、uh, you know, because China's、um, market is still growing,、uh, but in the long run, they seem to be interested,、uh, you know, to、uh, enter other markets like the U.S. Well, well, let's talk about the the new shopping site they've、uh, they've launched. It's called Eleven Main. Can you tell us a bit about it? Sure.、Um, the site just opened, and uh, it's, uh, it was developed by、uh, two U.S. companies that Alibaba acquired、uh, in 2010. And um, it's, um, for now, it's a site that focuses on、uh, several different categories, like fashion or accessories or home interior.、Uh, and for each category, they are. Kind of hand selecting、uh, merchants, U.S. merchants, and mostly focusing on small merchants.、Uh, some of those people, you know, also use、uh, eBay, and you know, they're selling on other marketplaces. But、um, so for now, they are trying to、um, uh, get a lot, a lot of those merchants to be on the site. 
but they have a uh, screening process and uh, they kind of pick and choose. They sometimes reject those merchants to make the site look a bit more exclusive. And um, also the, the uh, one selling point for the site uh, for those merchants is that it's a it's a much cheaper place to sell your products. Uh, the, the commission fees that the 11 main charges is uh, much lower than eBay or other sites charge. So, um, sure, now, and, and they, uh, they're trying to be really competitive on those fees. Right, so, right. Well, you've reported that the combined transaction volume of Alibaba's consumer shopping sites in China reached $248 billion in 2003, at least according to their filing, IPO filing. Mm-hmm. And that's that amount has tripled the size of the volume on eBay and more than double that of Amazon. So should these e-commerce giants in, in the U.S. start worrying about the coming competition from Alibaba on their home front? Right. Um, yes, those numbers were in their IPO filing. <clears throat> and um, they... Um, they owe their scale for now, you know, mostly to China's market. Uh, you know, their business, consumer business is mostly in mainland China. So um, even though uh, the, if you compare the size, uh, Alibaba's size with Amazon's, uh, Alibaba seems a lot bigger, but uh, still it's, most of its business is in mainland China. So, um, and and um, the U.S. players don't have uh, big presence right now in the Chinese market. So you can see Alibaba dominates China, but hasn't really become a global player, international player uh, for a lot of consumers. So um, we'll see really uh, you know, what happens with Alibaba's expansion. But, um, for U.S. companies, if they want to uh, grab a share of the Chinese market, of course, Alibaba is the giant. And uh, it's, it's going to be really hard to compete there. But um, for Alibaba to compete with U.S. players in the rest of the world, um, you know, it's, it won't be as easy as uh, it has been in China. Sure. We are speaking with Juro Osawa, Asia tech reporter for The Wall Street Journal. Well, you mentioned earlier that Alibaba's been making a string of um, of deals in the U.S. Uh, what type of acquisitions are they, or have they been? Sure. Um, they're uh, different kinds. It, uh, so they have invested in some e-commerce companies. Uh, for example, a company called uh, ShopRunner, which, uh, which uh, offers a two-day delivery service, kind of like Amazon Prime. Uh, from uh, all different kinds of U.S. retailers, and uh, they've also invested in uh, a few um, e-commerce-related companies. There's a luxury shopping site based in New York called uh, First Dib, and uh, they've uh, put some money in there as well. And but also they've uh, invested in a very different kind of company, like a uh, uh, mobile messaging app called Tango. And, uh, you know, it's a Silicon Valley company, and uh, they made that investment earlier this year. Uh, So for now, they seem to be interested in, you know, different areas. And um, Has the company said anything about whether there's a strategy behind these kinds of um, acquisitions? Yeah. um, So when I talked to Alibaba's uh, executive uh, earlier this year, he was saying that you know there are different w- ways of thinking behind it, and uh, uh, it's not just 
to you know suddenly become a major player in the U.S. e-commerce market. And sometimes uh, the ideas you can get, or people, you, the talent you can get, or technology you can you know learn from those um, partners in the U.S. can be useful, uh, not just in the U.S. but uh, for Alibaba's Chinese business as well. So um, it seems to be that uh, they have different purposes, uh, not just like one purpose to. You know, let's say compete against uh, eBay and Amazon in the U.S., but um, you know there, are, there seem to be different purposes behind uh, those uh, investments. Uh, I see. We recently found out that Alibaba's grand ambitions aren't just limited to the world of e-commerce. It also mm-hmm. is interested in soccer, and it just bought mm-hmm. a fifty percent stake in China's Guangzhou Evergrande soccer team for one point two billion yuan, which is about one hundred ninety-two million dollars. And then afterwards, Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, said that he didn't know that soccer teams were so cheap.、Um, well, cheap or not, do we see any indications that Jack Ma will keep doing this type of deals that are outside of the e-commerce space? Uh, sh- uh, yes, I mean、uh, the soccer team might be an、uh, an interesting case.、Uh, you know, they didn't really tell you. You know why exactly why, what they're going to do with it, but、um, uh, they've invested in definitely in areas that seem、um, you know a bit outside of e-commerce, like media companies. Uh, uh, they have invested in、uh, Youku Tudo, which is the、uh, one of the biggest、uh, video sites in China. Right, also, but presumably you can. I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so、um, they seem to be interested in、uh, a broader range of sort of entertainment,、uh, you know, digital media kind of companies.、And、they have said that you know some of those investments could help、uh, attract more users to、uh, its services in general, be it e-commerce or other things they want to do、uh, on the internet. Um, right, right,、uh, and and so presumably its、um, its transaction into Dol. It, it, it could, you know, one can make the argument that it'll ultimately help their、mm-hmm. bottom line in their core business, but certainly soccer seems in a、right. completely different world. What are Alibaba's investors saying about this this partial acquisition?、Um, do, do, are they saying that Alibaba is straying way into another area, and, and that's just not a good way to go? Well.、Um I, I guess、uh, for now, yes, investments outside of、uh, they they do have questions,、uh, especially the soccer team or、uh, a few other investments they've made.、Um, you know, I've talked to some investors or people who are thinking of、uh, buying Alibaba shares in the coming IPO. They've they've said that well, you know, I don't quite see you know what this company is trying to do, <laughs> um, but. Um, They they do seem to have、uh, very long term thinking in、uh, both sides of the investments in China and the U.S. So、um, and and you know some people I've spoken to have also told me that uh, uh, there may not be necessarily be uh, uh, one unified strategy behind everything that you see yet. And、uh, but they need to be in different areas、uh, because also competitors. Uh, China has some other、uh, 
major internet companies that are also expanding into different areas like Tencent. Mm -hmm. And um, so if those competitors are also trying to cover a very broad range of uh, services, then Alibaba might have to be also present in a lot of those areas. And uh, so, um, yeah. So, so maybe right they, the, the acquisitions aren't as far-fetched as they might look. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we've been speaking with Juro Osawa, Asia tech reporter for The Wall Street Journal. And Juro, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, please send us your comments on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash China Takes Over or on Twitter at Rising China. This is China Takes Over the World, and I am Ying Ma. Mm-hmm.